In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Buddy, there you have it. The baseball boys are back in town. Spring training is well underway. So nothing more fitting than center field by John Fogarty. I myself am not going to comment on whether or not he's passed his prime. That's not my place. But the song is a good one. And uh, we're going to see about baseball this year, bud. We got a pitch clock. We got giant bases. There's, you know, lots going on in the baseball world. Well, yeah, Brad, it's very exciting. Uh, Baseball, everyone out there wants to know about when baseball's back. The the fact that, you know, we now have pitchers pitching, batters batting, designated hitters universal. Everyone's excited about baseball again. And the pitch clock, I'm sure, is going to be the thing that pushes it over the edge as the most popular sport in the world, more popular than the soccer, football, uh, pickleball. Major League, um, et cetera. So, I mean, everyone's excited. Everywhere I go, people are saying, when do pitchers and catchers report? They're there now, obviously. And you, my friend, are in uh, the Arizona um, as part of the big uh, uh, spring training there with your your San Francisco Giants. How exciting is that? Well, it's it's reasonably exciting, buddy. Again, I, you and I both grew up in a period of time where the vast majority of Boys in America would you know, fall asleep listening to the baseball on the radio by their bed. I enjoyed it. The game has gone right in the crapper over the last, I don't know, at least a decade, maybe 20 years. And I'm not sure that a pitch clock is going to save it. Um, but I guess we'll see. The bases are huge. They're like the size of a king size bed. Mm-hmm. So really, once you're out of the box, you're you know two steps away from first base. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that uh, how that plays itself out. I'm, I'm sort of wondering who the geniuses are behind all of this. It's it's not the rules that are the problem with baseball. Those rules have been the same for over 100 years. It's you know the way it's being managed. But uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I'm down for it. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a. <laughs> A guy have to run two steps from first to second to steal a base. I'm sure those numbers are going to go up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll see, buddy. We'll see. I'll, I'll tell you what, if I were back in my salad days, I would probably get into the league and challenge the uh, Ricky Henderson stolen base record. I would. Because all no, you, you have to do, would. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to lead. You could just like really stretch like a stretch Armstrong type deal and just sort of make your way. Yeah. Around the bases, you know, because you're on the base, so they can't tag you out. Right. You touch the next base while you're touching the other one and you just pick up your foot off the other one and you're good to go. It's exci- I mean, it's it's just like yesterday, just like yesterday. I, I, I feel like I'm watching my uncle Arthur watch the Red Sox and him, you know, make some random comment like, why can't they pitch like Bob Feller used to pitch or why can't someone pin Bruno San Martino to the mat? It seems like it seems like just yesterday. And that that's my greatest memory of the sport of baseball. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one. Hang right on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you've got David Pridham and Brad Sheaf here. We're back. We mean business. Um, more than ever, it's important that uh, you listen to the show, whether it's drag queens teaching in your school, whether it's new government regulations shutting down your business, whether you're masking up, so to speak, or uh, or, or whether there's just toxic waste being spewed into your, your community uh, and a government that just doesn't give a crap about it. Um, uh, we're here for you. We're here on that wall. We proudly monitor the wall. We patrol it. Um, and uh, we are out there uh, for all the world to see to protect you and your your business with our witty banter, Brad, witty banter. And of course, you can learn more about our show on our website, ipfrequently.com, because we do. And follow us on social media, wherever you get your social media, wherever it is, uh, at IP underscore frequently. You type those letters in and characters and uh you'll 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 see us and you'll see uh all of the travails of brad down at spring training this week of course you can continue to get us wherever you get your podcast remember to rate review subscribe so first brad we always like to start out the show with some scintillating news that people uh people uh have to sink their teeth into right people want to know about people want to learn more about and uh, it allows us to uh, sort of connect with the common man, if you will. So, Brad, uh, first, uh, some economic news out of the U.S. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but um, home sales have sunk now for the 12th straight month. Um, they are uh, down about 40 percent year over year. Uh, the, the the market has been roiled and rocked this week with news. And then it seems like there's still a heavy inflationary tag on houses. And we're going to see this drop more and more. And I guess the question is, um, how is this going to impact the overall economy? And if you have a small business and you have a home that you're trying to sell, say, for example, Brad in Dallas, uh, and it's about worth two times what you spent on it, and it's slowly plummeting back to uh, somewhere near where you spent on it. What should you do? I mean, the words insurance fire, insurance fire come to mind. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a definite direction you could go. You're going to want to be careful with that because, you know, the, uh, the ATF investigators will be primed to look for that. But if you can pull it off, that's great. Uh, you can also do, you're in Texas, buddy, and it's not uncommon in Texas to just see people put their houses on flatbed trucks and just drive them around. Move it around. Yeah, and so that's an option. If you don't like your position in Dallas anymore, just jack that sucker up, put it on a truck. But generally speaking, you're going to want to put a wide load sign there uh, to decrease your liability as people can plow into that thing from various and sundry directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just head out to wherever it is you want to go, right? And then you just put your house down. When you get there and when someone says, hey, where do you live? You just shrug and go right here, right here, brother, right here. We're taking up two lanes. You need police cars. You'll just be, you know, escorted across the uh, the great state of Texas. So while the wind's blowing about 40 miles an hour and you cross the Hoosier Pass. So there it is. Brad says no, um, no impact whatsoever in the economy. Next, Brad, um, there was a report out this week, a report out this week. Uh, about uh, some more inflationary pressures on the market, in particular, this uh, Third Coast Group, which is a uh, parental group, parental, parental group. Uh, They have now said the average 
uh, deposit that the tooth fairy makes, Brad. Of course, the tooth fairy is the one that gives children some sort of compensation as they lose their teeth. If only there were a tooth fairy for older people, Brad, we'd all be uh, farting through silk. But of course, that's not the case. The average uh, had been $4 and then $5 uh, within, there was about three years ago. The average now per tooth, per tooth, mind you, that a child is given by the tooth fairy is $20 to zero. My friend, two zero. So inflation has hit the tooth market, the tooth fairy market, the tooth market. I I don't know. But it seems like um, whoever is funding the tooth fairy, i.e., hold on, for all those kids out there who are younger than 16. Earmuffs. 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 There are a lot of 16-year-olds who are still grasping to some of the- um, the, the, You make 20 bucks. Hell, I do it now. I might call my old man. Lost another one. Here you go. I mean, if, if only you could do that, defer that money like the lottery or get a lump yeah. sum. You know what I mean? Just paying out year after year. Your dad can't quit, can't retire. He just has to no. keep going. It's right back to the factory, right back to the Schlitz factory. But there it is. So this is another uh, another problem. Uh, kids are banking now and uh, they're putting the money into Bitcoin, of course. But uh, 20 bucks is the average that the tooth fairy is given per giving per tooth. Yeah, and unfortunately, the parents can't mortgage the house in order to pay for the tooth fairy because, you know, that market's in the crapper. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure what you do. Maybe it's an IOU under the pillow. I'm uh, I'm just not sure. But, yeah, I mean, listen, kids, if you can make 20 bucks a tooth, I mean, you and I were lucky. I mean, if you've got a quarter under a pillow, pillow you decide, hey, this is, you know, this is the best thing ever. I got to lose the teeth anyway. If I can make a quarter off of this, I can pedal on down to the five and dime and get some of those fake gum cigarettes that would, you know, whoever manufactured those, if they tried to continue that today, would be immediately jailed. Uh, next, Brad, it seems like um, the society we live in is a little bit too um, uh, quick to strike out at people and, you know, in particular free speech. So this week we have a couple of examples of free speech that people are trying to curtail. First, of course, Brad, Don Lamon, who we talk about all the time on CNN, really one of your favorite reporters. I think he's your go-to reporter. You're taking down what he says and probably repeating it on the show. Um, made some comments about Nikki Haley. Of course, we talked about Nikki Haley last week, her um, very important uh, run for the presidency, the Republican nomination at first she announced last week. And Don Lamont apparently made a comment that she was past her prime because of her age. And um, he was taken off the CV- CNN morning show because of it. And so now everyone is up in arms about Don Lamont going on, you know, some sort of hiatus. I'm sure he's still being paid. And he has a bunch of incidents over the years. But this one, people are taking offense to. And uh, then the other big uh, free speech item of the week, Tiger Woods, of course, back in the tournament for the first time in quite some time. Um, playing with a good uh, friend of his outdrove the friend who's like 20 years younger than him uh, on like the first tee, the first day and Woods went over, shook his hand and put a tampon in uh, his playing partner's hand. Of course, this is one of the big boomers on tour, but 20 years younger than Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods hands him a tampon when Tiger Woods outdrives him. What, what do you think they're Don Lamont and Tiger Woods are trying to say here? And do you think it should be somehow curtailed that speech? Yeah, I'd, uh, but I, well, what they are trying to say, I don't really know. And I couldn't pick Don Lamont out of a lineup. I, I, you know, I don't watch the news, period. I certainly am not watching CNN. I'm certainly not watching their morning show because I have a job. But I, I, I as I was discussing with our very fine producer um, prior to the show, I, 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 one of the things I love about modern American liberalism is that it will happily eat its own, right? I mean, this guy 
for a long time was the flag bearer of the, you know, this sort of media liberalism and, you know, people flocked to listen to what he would have to say. And then he says something that is just demonstrably stupid, right? That if you were raised in any household at all correctly, you know, you don't comment on a woman's age. Frankly, you should not be making disparaging comments about people that you don't know to begin with, perhaps even people that you do know, your best course of action is not to just make generalized disparaging comments, but that doesn't prevent the left from just opening their mouth to besmirch anyone they don't like. And there's nothing I enjoy better than the fact that they eat their own. And listen, Tiger Woods, I think you know what he's saying to Justin Thomas. I think you're just afraid to say it on the air because we're headed to IR radio. Well, he's saying he's sitting it, he's hitting it like a girl. I get that. I, I don't that now that I think is funny. And I don't have a problem with that. Right. How long do you but think he had as that? As far as I know, who was it? Who was the other guy? I'm not a golf guy. Just, Justin Justin Thomas, who's one Maybe majors. Justin Thomas had a uh, nosebleed. I don't know. Could be, but do you, I mean, listen, do you carry around Tampax and just start handing them out? Hey, hey, come on, buddy. I, I myself do not carry them around, but I have a wife and four daughters. They're everywhere in my house. Easily accessible. They're, strate- they're strategically placed at critical junctures in the household. In case one becomes necessary. Is there anyone who is saying that, generally speaking, women hit golf balls as far as men and so they don't get it? Well, I can be very honest. Have have you ever I would Google the words Lori Davies. She was a a big uh, hitter in the uh, late uh, 80s, early 90s. She she could hit it farther than me and scared me, too, Brad. As you know, I am much more likely to be able to throw a golf ball farther than I can hit it with any club that you might pull out of your bag. I mean terrible well i'm not even a golfer but i'm pretty sure if you and Lori davies were in the octagon you were you're not coming out i'll but tell you I, what you know, she's out of her 40s she's past her prime so we don't have to worry about it well listen um uh one of the things we try to do is give everyone out there information on the metaverse and all things technology especially since some of our baseball loving um uh, audience is not really uh, technically savvy, if you will. They don't really know much about the big interface to the internet and, and the Insta face and, and all that stuff. So we like to give people more and more information. And really one of the things we've um, focused on over the years, Brad and I, is the uh, the amount of information social media firms uh, track and take from you. Like when you use something like the Insta face or the Twitter or the WeChat or whatever, um, you know, Gmail, how much data is being collected, harvested, and all then sold. That's the answer to the question. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But one of the, all of it in some cases, and, and, but, but certainly a relative score depending on which platform you're using at what time. Um, but recently, Brad, recently, Brad, the uh, nonprofit uh, group called. Uh, yes. What, what is so what is so funny? Because <laughs> I can picture you quickly scanning this article, thinking to yourself, damn it, where's that name? I know it's in here somewhere. No, I know. it's. A, I don't need to even say it. It, it. It's the Center for Online Security, Brad. Ah, of course. Yes, indeed, yes. Uh, the Center for Online Security, of course, the uh, think tank located in Foggy Bottom uh, near the State ah, Department. Claudia uh, Keister. They are... They are monitoring uh, all things social media and where the risk lies. And they actually went through and they um, created this uh, overall score of one to 100, where the high risk 
um, social media platforms score a uh, an average score of 28.8 or more. And uh, they basically told us which platforms we need to be worried about. And it's kind of surprising. Now, first of all, the number one. Um, oh, wait a minute. Let me, let me make sure I understand the scale. It goes one to 100. Mm-hmm. But if you're 28 or higher, you're high risk. You are high risk. I mean, high risk. So, I mean, if you're in the seventies, you're like extreme risk, the house is burning down. And if you happen to be a hundred, you're nothing but risk. If a, if a platform scores in the seventies, um, then any user of that platform is a very high risk for having their uh, personal information harvested and then sold, uh, for pennies on the dollar or more. Okay. All right. Exactly. So the highest, not, not to, not, not to, be surprising or the highest mm. risk is with TikTok. Of course, TikTok is owned by the communist <laughs> yeah, Chinese. It's owned by the Chinese. It scores yeah. in the in the mid 60s. Next, though, surprisingly enough, scoring in the mid to high 30s is Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams is a big harvester oh. of personal data. Next, Microsoft Outlook, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn are all in the 30s. And then you get to Google and WhatsApp. Um, uh, so it, there is a huge risk though, when you're using these business apps like Microsoft teams, when you're using mm-hmm. social media, like TikTok, which I don't even get why people would use TikTok when really all of their information is being harvested, not only for use in conjunction with the sale to advertisers, but also, mm-hmm. uh, by, by really an enemy of the United States owned by the Chinese government. And that's one of the reasons I think you're going to see either a sale of TikTok or a banning of TikTok, which we've talked about in the big barred or banned segment uh, in the coming year. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it's over, right? I was having this conversation with one of my brothers-in-law, married to the one of the sisters of my wife. The other night we were having dinner, and so Brad, you know, as, part, as real quick though, as part of that conversation, did you did you cite the study done by the Center for Online Security? I did not. From Foggy Bottom. I just, you know, I I didn't um, because I had not yet known of its existence. But we were having this conversation. He was saying, well, you know, I I had the Alexa taken out of my house because I was afraid it was listening to me. And I said, well, I mean, A, that's its job. So if you were afraid it was listening to you, then you should have never acquired it in, in the first place. But secondly, everything is listening to you. I mean, did you also get rid of your phone? You know, did you also get rid of your smart watch? Did you also get rid of your smart television? I, I mean, it's just, it's over. If you are at this point worried that your privacy is being invaded, let me disabuse you of that concern. Your privacy is being invaded, depending on you know how you want to construe the term invaded, but you don't have it anymore in the sense that your grandparents did. And that's the price you pay for these modern conveniences. And people, I, nothing makes me laugh more than people like, buy oh, yeah, Google, they, we, they, look at all the free services they provide. None of that shit's free, my friend. You are delivering to them all of your personal information, which they are then monetizing. And that's how all of those folks have become rich. And yeah, I mean, is Google Maps handy? Handy as hell, right? Is it, is it making handy to search the web? You bet it does. Should we be using it? I don't know. That's a personal choice. But if you want to get from point A to point B, good luck going into a gas station and buying a map and spreading that out on your lap as you drive around. I mean, that's just not happening anymore. Not happening. Not happening. No, and you need to be able to search the web. For, I mean, you're, you're, I'm sure your employer counts on it. If you're a student, yeah, I mean, you're doing it all the time. So, yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. Now, for some of us, I think you and I both included, I, I don't, I got to be honest, I'm just going to be honest, this may 
drive people nuts. I don't care. If you want to follow me around all day, go ahead. My life is boring, right? From a, you know, this is going to make headlines perspective. I, I am married to one woman. I very much enjoy her company. I intend to do that for the rest of my life. I have engaged in raising my children. I occasionally ski. I go to the gym. If that's the way you want to spend your day is following me around, knock yourself out, right? But there are probably others who are not in that category. And if you're not, I, you know, I guess you pays your money and you take your chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look, I think I think that's exactly right. I think people who use those platforms use them at your your own risk. But you know, to see some of these business platforms harvesting so much personal information is troubling, but shouldn't be shouldn't be surprising at all. And Brad, right. that's what you get in the metaverse. That's correct. I don't know that I've ever been in the metaverse, but who knows? Maybe my metaverse self has already been sold. And, Next, you know, I'm walking around in the metaverse. I don't know. You could be wandering, shuffling around. Who knows? Let me know if you see me. Any of you people out there, if you see me in the metaverse, that's not really me. Somebody's bought that. So, you know, let me know. Next, Brad, our president, yours and mine, Joe Biden, is, of course, in the middle of a whirlwind tour of uh, the Ukraine region. He made a surprise trip to the Ukraine, to Kiev or Kiev back in the day, Kiev. Kiev. Um, and uh, then he made a trip down to Poland, of course, NATO member of Poland on the border with Ukraine. A lot of uh, our uh, uh, aid to the Ukraine is going through Poland. And obviously that is a an area that is uh, um, has been hit a couple of times by missiles from the uh, Russian Ukrainian conflict. Um, and the president met he met with President Duda in uh, in in Poland. Uh, in Warsaw and uh, conducted high-level strategic meetings. It also, Brad, I understand, included the on the uh, Center for Online Security. Uh, the president from Foggy Bottom, uh, the president, uh, as part of his meeting when they had a uh, setting with journalists and were to answer questions, made the comment uh, that uh, um, he uh, he Joe Biden wanted to add a ski S K I. Uh, to his last name and made it make it Biden ski because as a kid, he grew up surrounded by so many Polish immigrants and lots of Polish food, including Polish sausage. Um, so there it is, Brad, the president of the United States. Thank God. Thank God we don't have Trump in the White House anymore to embarrass us. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you had the former Speaker of the House going in, in, into Asia and talking about how she liked to go into her backyard and try and dig a hole to China. I mean, that's that just makes you want to stand up and salute. Now you've got Biden, who I guess in between being a truck driver, a black guy, uh, dean of his college, I, all the things he just randomly makes up as he wanders around. Now, you know, he had a pull of sausage once doesn't think it at all might be belittling to a culture to say, well, I can be just like you if I add the letters SKI to the end of my last name. But I, I mean, at this point, folks, if I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum, if you haven't realized that Joe Biden is an idiot and that he's <laughs> always been one, right? I mean, go back and look at no point in time was Joe Biden contributing in a meaningful way to anything. And you, therefore, you cannot be surprised that he just continues to spew these inanities all over the world. It just, you know, a, a cloud of embarrassment hangs over the United States due to his administration. And there's no way at this point that you can be surprised by it. And if you voted for him because you just didn't want to vote for Trump, I sort of get that. But that's not how you're supposed to vote, right? Run towards something, not away from something. And you put him in the White House, and now we're going to have to live with it. 
But no, it doesn't. It's not the least bit surprising that he would say that with a straight face and think it's appropriate. That's who the guy has always been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think it's also interesting that Biden has made it to the Ukraine, um, but he hasn't made it. uh, Neither he nor his cabinet, in particular, the uh, secretary of transportation, Buttigieg's, Buttigieg's, Buttigieg, um, they haven't made it to Ohio where that train spew that toxic uh those toxic chemicals into the uh, ground into the air um yeah nothing is a- better than have you seen the videos or pictures of the folks from fema or or wherever they may be from they may be ohio local you know crisis response folks who are in hazmat gear yeah. mm-hmm. and telling the telling the people that live there hey it's fine yeah, go. yeah. Here, come on come on back to your Come on back to your houses, folks. It's fine here. We're we're going to get back in our white trucks, and you'll never see us again. But I'm Good sure to see here. I'm sure you'll be fine. Come on back. <laughs> it's just it's beyond the pale, and everyone is running from. I love Buttigieg. I mean, the guy is nothing if not predictable. He gets up and says, "Well, this is Trump's fault." And I realize we've been in power for two years. I realize that you haven't seen me do anything profitable. I realize that the supply chain is shot. Our ports don't work. Our highways are falling apart. I realize that I've been responsible for that for two years. Uh, I realize that we passed an infrastructure bill worth trillions of dollars, but none of you have seen any improvements in infrastructure. And in fact, we have trains derailing in the middle of our country. But this, this folks is Donald Trump's fault. And well, I mean, to the extent that anyone believes that, you need to go to a mirror and say clearly and distinctly, I am a moron. <laughs> well, listen, in his defense, in Buttigieg's defense, uh, he did take some time out for parental leave when his new son arrived. Um, so there's that. Um, and also, Brad, there's this, uh, you know, they're they're working on these big issues like global peace. Right. And uh, Buttigieg is probably in line to run for president in 24 if Biden doesn't run. So there are more important things than the health and safety of our ports, our rail lines and our citizenry. Yeah. No, you know, the objective here is to get as far away from that as you can. Poland and the Ukraine are pretty far. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you'll find the president of this country over there embarrassing himself in front of presidents of other countries <laughs> while actual Americans, you know, are fearful for their health and safety of, of the water they are drinking of the air that they are breathing while members of the government in, you know, hazmat suits are, are telling him, sure. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's absurd. It is absurd that anyone looks at that and, and isn't just outraged. Right. I mean, just on behalf, those are your neighbors, folks. I mean, if you live in the United States, those folks are your neighbors and they have through no fault of their own cannot count on the very water they are drinking being safe or the air that they are breathing being safe. Maybe it is. I I don't know. I haven't been there. I haven't done the test myself, but it wouldn't appear to be the case. Certainly doesn't look safe. Yeah. If the folks are showing up in hazmat suits and where are the folks who are nominally responsible for that? Well, one of them is just making an ass out of himself in Poland. And the other one, the secretary of transportation, has yeah. dug a hole in the ground and had himself covered over. Mm-hmm. But he was on, to be fair, he was on parental leave with his husband and his new son. 
um, when some of this went down. Finally, Brad, RIP report. Uh, tragic news this week. Uh, Hollywood legend and sex symbol Raquel Welch, who I believe was a childhood fantasy of yours, uh, has passed away at the age of 82. A good hot run. Of course, she started in one million years B.C. Fantastic voyage. Uh, I believe Godfather 2 and and Brad Terms of Endearment. So uh, Raquel Welch, uh, good run. Well, she will be missed. Been older than 82 if she started out one million years B.C. That's true. But I mean, she was Raquel Welch. She was a uh, uh, a dream. And then in, in addition to this, Brad, we've got the news that former President Jimmy Carter, who I believe your dad uh, served when he was part of the Secret Service, um, has entered hospice care, home hospice care. He's no longer receiving treatment, medical treatment. He's like 97 uh, as well. Um, 98. I'm sorry. He's 98. Uh, so it appears that Jimmy Carter is not going to have any more um hospital visits in his future and he's gone home to be with his family so again don't agree with his politics but 98's a great run there's a lot of good charity work he's done over the years uh very misguided foreign policy and got a bunch of our boys killed with that stupid uh rescue uh mission long, for the hostages yeah. yeah yeah but well you know what it resulted in the foundation of JSOC that has turned out to be a good thing he's probably the best ex-president we've ever had right i mean he d- has done some good things in, in sort of his uh you know, second life, if you will. 98 is in fact a good hot run. I will never see 98. You might, you might, you keep yourself in good, you know, in good physical condition. You play a lot of, uh, of uh, tennis and golf and other things, golf, uh, paddle ball, pickle ball, paddle, ball, paddle, paddle, pickle with a paddle ball, whatever it is you do a lot of that. It's good for you. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Jimmy Carter will be missed and, uh, seemed to have been a, uh, a good guy. I know my dad liked him. Um, Rosalind Carter, also very sharp woman. She's still alive too. Yeah. 95. Yeah. Well, you remember that picture that came out after Biden was elected where, you know, he and his wife appeared to be 12 <laughs> feet tall and, and, uh, and the Carters appeared to be hobbits. I, I, yeah. I'm not exactly sure how that all worked out, but uh, yeah, good hot run tip of the cap to both of them. Very good at their gigs. You know what? The, the one thing this leads you to believe, I mean, good man. I mean, Jimmy Carter, I think universally, you'd say good man, tried to do yep. the right thing. Don't yep. agree with it. But, you know, he was back in the day where you wouldn't you know, spew insults at the other side because they're on the other side. But when you look out there, Brad, at who could possibly take over uh, and become a president, there's one name that comes to mind, Haley. Next, Brad, the uh, coronation is coming up of King Charles. I know you are standing by with bated breath because you. What have they been doing? Well, they're gonna they, they wait till May. They have a decent mourning period for Queen Elizabeth. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but King Charles is working on his coronation. He has uh, decided on a a beautiful uh, arrangement of Greek Orthodox music. He's going to have six uh, commissions in total in terms of the orchestral commissions and five choral commissions. So you'll have people singing and you'll have the orchestra playing. There's still a question about whether or not Prince Harry and the Meghan Markle is going to be there. That has not been decided. But what is going on now behind the scenes, Brad, is Prince Andrew, of course, the uh, serial pedophile and rapist who, uh, of course, uh, hung out with uh, uh, Epstein and that whole crew um, is now fearful that he's going to lose his royal stipend. Uh, he has been forced out of his thirty million dollar Windsor home by the King of Char- King Charles and the Duke of the Queen of Cornhall, um, and he is now telling his friends that his uh, his brother has slashed his seven figure grant to six figures. Uh, he is unable to maintain his sprawling royal lodge. 
Uh, and in addition, he is now eyeing the activities of the Mexic crew. Uh, and perhaps uh, Prince Andrew is going to come to the United States, where I'm sure he'll be welcomed with open arms uh, <clears throat> as a way to resurrect his career as a serial uh, pedophile and royal. What do you think about all that, Brad? A lot going on there, a lot to unpack. Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, that, that is what we fought the Revolutionary War for, so that we could take the cast-offs of the British royal family, all of whom appear to be just world-class douchebags. I mean, just reprehensible, self-absorbed, mean-spirited, ungrateful human beings, and house them here and you know, put them on our television shows and provide them opportunities to speak and write books in which they describe, uh, you know, their tiny little manhoods and the name they've given to them. It's all, it's all wonderful. It's all something that I'm sure that the folks uh, who gave their lives in the Revolutionary War would say, finally, finally, we've achieved as a country what we had hoped to by sacrificing our lives. The acceptance of cast off members of the royal family of the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then look, that's what we're doing. And we've got a, uh, you know, we've got a nice little crew there. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got, we've already have some here, some are on the way. Uh, and so good times. Yeah. Yeah. What could be better? Mission accomplished. Uh, uh, next, Brad, do you remember the story of the Canadian teacher, Kayla Lemieux? Lemieux? Uh, not by name. Who was Kayla? Kayla was the teacher that uh, in school wears the Z cup prosthetic. Oh yes, mm -hmm. again, just, yeah, it's just one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen, and that is saying something. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, it uh, Kayla Lemieux, of course, she's got a right to exist, right? And people well, that's probably true. Yeah, people shouldn't trample on that. She's got a right to work. I believe she's a shop worker, but she's got gigantic prosthetic breasts, right? Gigantic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Z cup. Well, now it turns out, right now it turns out that her neighbors his his neighbors have have um, come forward and they have reported that um, Kayla Lemieux, who goes by the name Carrie when not in the classroom, uh, lives a life as a man without giant prosthetic breasts when not in the classroom. So this is apparently a uh, an outfit, an outfit that Kayla Lemieux only uses when um, uh, when uh, teaching our youth. Uh, not our youth, Brad, the Canadian youth. The Canadian actually. youth, yeah, the great wide north. America's hat. Uh, yeah, so what you're telling me here, buddy, if I, if I can read between the lines here for just a second, is that this person is odd. Now, that may come as a surprise, mm -hmm. you know, if all you know about them <laughs> is that they wear tight-fitting outfits and Z-cup prosthetic breasts and try to teach shop class to high school students. It may be... It may become as a surprise that the person would be odd, but it turns out that according to their neighbors, they are. Apparently, yeah, and dresses like a uh, like a gentleman at uh, well, I mean, not necessarily smoking jacket, slippers, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, little Hadley's symbol uh, on them. A fine gentleman. <laughs> Welcome. Speaking of Hadley's, Brad, they are uh, they're doing well. They're in Palm Beach now. They've got the field shop, Brad. The field shop. Well, yeah, and, that's uh, because they've raked you and I over the coals. That's. You know, but I, I encourage people to get on there and talk to those folks. Yeah, they'll take your money. Teach them a lesson. Um, but anyway, that's so that's where we are. So this dude, I mean, this gentleman, Carrie, apparently goes by Kayla in the classroom, mm. is, uh, you know, there's some confusion there, Brad. There is some, which is not a surprise. 
No, no, I don't think, again, if you've heard the story, I don't think you could be surprised that there would be some confusion there. I, I, I have absolutely no idea what to say about that. I, I, for the, the entire history of mankind, up until about you know, 15 minutes ago, if, if anyone had shown up for work looking like this dude has, then if they had compassionate supervisors and you know, friends and neighbors, they would be immediately swept up and taken for counseling, which would be the appropriate thing to do, right? Let, let's help this person out. Let's get them back to top dead center. Let's make them a productive member of society. If you did not have compassionate folks around, you'd just be put in jail. And that would be that. Um, but not not today, buddy. Today, we we look at our children, the next generation, the folks that you know we should theoretically love and care for. And we have a responsibility to do so as they are children. We are nominally the adults. And we tell them, no, no, you're going to have to live with this. You're going to have to process this. You're going to have to try and understand it. You're going to have to work your way through the ramifications of it. We're, we're at least a little hopeful that you'll be able to do all of that. We're not going to help because as, of, as adults, we've abdicated our responsibility for that. We're afraid somebody's going to take away our social media account, and Lord knows we can't have that. And so we're going to let this slide, and you, you know, 12-year-olds, you figure it out. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's could, could, could potentially be confusing to kids, Brad. Um, next, another update. That's one nice little update we've got. Do you remember, Brad, the story we uh, talked about a while ago? Uh, at the um, B.M. Williams Primary School, elementary school in Chesapeake, Virginia. Do you remember the uh, the good folks at B.M. Williams running uh, the, quote, after school Satan Club? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I remember. How's that going? Hey, well, you know, Brad, it doesn't seem to be going too well. Um, they have been uh, having informal meetings of the after school Satan Club for some for some time. And then uh, this week they were having their fur last week. They were having their first formal meeting, which is where they will vote for officers, Brad, and potentially talk the about the ASSC. <laughs> yeah. After school Satan or P, I guess, program. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, um, again, this is a nice organization. They have it. Well, I wouldn't say nice, but they have a uh, an interesting um, logo. And of course, the intent of the uh, um, after school Satan Club uh, run by the Satan Temple, Satanic Temple, is uh, meant to educate children and encourage critical thinking. Uh, that's what they that's what they say. Well, right before Right before the first meeting of the after school Satan Club the other day, a bomb threat came in um, and the school went to quickly to level one um, uh, lockdown. There have been protests for months in front of the school with people coming out saying with signs saying uh, be gone, Satan, a lot of religious groups. And the uh, uh, as part of the bomb threat, uh, the satanic uh, society running the Satan Club uh, received a message from the uh, alleged bomber saying you are evil there's no other way to put it you promote devil worship and uh um uh poor values and basically so they're gonna blow up the school school goes into level one lockdown and they search there was no bomb but uh, but a threat but it doesn't seem like the parental community the community at large uh in uh, chesapeake virginia are taking all too well to this uh devil worship no, I, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, I, I don't know how you can really argue with the no. Now, listen, don't phone in bomb threats. That that is problematic. I get that you're upset. I get that you're trying to you know interdict the Satan Club. That's probably admirable, but it just removes resources from first responders from other places where they might be necessary. And you know, so don't don't do stupid shit like that. Right, man up. 
walk in face to face and say, I'm just not going to allow this to happen. And if they arrest you, they arrest you, but, but don't be the jackhole who phones in the bomb threat. Don't do it. But the note that says, A, you are evil, B, you promote devil worship. I I don't know how you can, you know, sort of dispute that. I mean, if you're the Satan club, you're saying, well, yeah, we absolutely do promote devil worship. That's what we're here for. And the devil is evil. I mean, he's sort of known for that. I'm not exactly sure what five words the devil would use in his, you know, Twitter or Tinder or whatever the case may be account. But evil, I'm pretty confident would be one of them. That's kind of his calling card. So I'm not exactly sure how you can dispute the note, uh, but the bomb threat knocked that shit off. That's not good. And it's interesting. At the bottom of the note, it says it was generated by chat GPT. So that's, does that about well, everyone knows some that's a, no, I mean, that's the way you do it. If you want the right answer, if you're going to send a missive, my friend, a missive could be an mm-hmm. email, could be a handwritten note, uh, could be a text, could be the substance of a TikTok, perhaps, you go to chat GPT, you dust off your hands and you say, I'm done here. Where's my paycheck? Uh, that's how you do it. Yep. Listen, I uh, completely agree with you, Brad, and uh, good for the folks at the uh, Center for Online Security for uh, um, right there in the heart of Foggy Bottom. Mm-hmm. Correct. Finally, Brad, Barter Band. It's been in hiatus for a little while, but uh, we're bringing it back this week. Of course, Barter Band is the uh, signature segment of the show that we are currently in a legal dispute with the folks at uh, Cable News Radio, CRN1, or whatever it is called. Doesn't really matter <laughs> anymore. Not at this point, yeah. Uh, over, over the ownership of Barter Band, I'm confident, Brad, that we will uh, prevail. They'd love to take it and make it part of Fred Dreyer's show. Of course, Fred Dreyer, former friend of ours, no longer. Um, but barter band is where you and I dive into a cutting edge issue uh, where people are trying to borrow or ban something. And we, we take a stand. Uh, we take yep. a stand. Uh, this week, Brad, I give you Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is uh, uh, good. Lord knows, as I was traversing the Hoosier Pass the other day, the kids loved. We stopped at about 12,500 feet and stopped at the Chick-fil-A up there. And the kids loved it. Loved it. It's a chicken food place. Um, where they have chicken. And uh, so Chick-fil-A uh, has exclusively sold chicken and sides for a number of years. And currently there is a plan afoot to um, uh, to test a $7 plant-based sandwich, $7 sandwich made out of cauliflower. Um, uh, and I'm pretty sure it'll be deep fried um, that uh, they are rolling out uh, to test in certain cities, including Brad Denver, your uh, stomping mm-hmm. grounds, Denver, mm-hmm. Colorado, mm-hmm. Uh, among other cities. And, uh, and and so you'll have a chance to to, to test this. Uh, but there are a lot of people that are up in arms about this. A lot of the uh, the people that love the dirty bird, love the chicken um, and uh, don't want uh, don't want it to be uh, minimized to, to any extent and don't want it to be roped in with some crazy vegetarian offerings. Um, so I guess the question is, it's being posed to you and I today is should this seven dollar plant based cauliflower deep fried sandwich, which is deep fried, apparently in the same fat as is the uh, chicken, the dirty bird. Um, should it be barred or banned before it's even rolled out? Well, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's what this country is founded upon. I mean, you know, personal freedoms, experimentation, innovation, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't care if he's going to have a sandwich, a cauliflower sandwich. I don't know that you can call it vegetarian or vegan or whatever they're going for. If you drop it in the same fat as the chicken, I mean, first of all, it's fat. So that comes from an animal of some sort. 
And uh, so I, you know, maybe they're not, they're not doing that. Maybe they don't care to, you know, have it labeled with some, you know, V word. Maybe they're just doing it because people enjoy a nice deep fried cauliflower sandwich. I've never had one, so I can't comment on that, but I think, Hey, you know, you want to offer some variety there. You want to tell people, Hey, you don't like chicken. Maybe you don't, I don't know. Who knows? Have a cauliflower sandwich. I don't have a problem with it. Now, seven bucks seems like a lot for a sandwich right now. You know, I mean, again, you and I are both in our middle age. We can harken back to our golden years when, you know, gas was 72 cents a gallon and you could get a sandwich for, you know, under a buck and probably a nice cold soda pop to go along with it. Maybe some Mm -hmm. fries and get all of that for, you know, like a dollar. So $7 seems like an extreme amount of money for a cauliflower sandwich. But I, I, again, leave it up to the people I say. So I, I say, do not ban it. Do not bar it. In fact, promote it, put it on your menu, allow the invisible hand of the marketplace to do its thing. And we'll see if over time, the deep fried cauliflower sandwich remains on said menu. Yeah, who knows? We don't know. I agree with you. I think the public should decide. And, you know, I I was thinking, Brad, what's interesting about this episode is we've got a lot of uh, information from the Center for Online Security, which is great. In in addition to what we've given you there, also delete some of that uh, other stuff. And then, Brad, of course, we've learned more about the royal family who you're obsessed with and and um, the size uh, Z breast wearing uh, Canadian. Yeah, all of that. We've done all of that over the course of a single program. And so now, as we encourage you to go scrub your Twitter accounts, to buff and polish your Z-size prosthetics, and head on down to Foggy Bottom, where all the information is resting right there. We encourage you to do all of that, but be back here at this same time and in this same place next week, where you will find us on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.